to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Tuesday, November the 24th, 2015. Today's reading was 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. So come on, and let's discuss what we read together. Samuel is under the careful tutelage of Eli. Now we find out at this point in the story something that must have been quite disheartening for him as he served before the Lord. The Bible tells us that the word of the Lord was quite rare in these days and there was no frequent vision. It's difficult when you are supposedly ministering to the Lord and people are coming in and out of that place and you have this elderly leader Eli over you and you're not hearing from the Lord very much. It points to the condition not only of the people but also for those that were ministering before the Lord. Now, Eli had grown old and he was elderly. His eyesight had grown so very dim that he could not see. And so he is very much relegated to not being terribly mobile. Uh, He is going to be very dependent upon Samuel. And so he's lying down in his own place. They have retired for the evening, and uh, I'm sure that Samuel helps him to get where he's supposed to be. And Samuel then goes to his quarters, and he's there, and just a little bit is left in the lamp of God. Just a flicker here and there, and darkness is surrounding them, and Samuel is lying down, perhaps on a mat or a small bed and in the temple of the Lord, and he is where the ark of God was. Now, it's important to remember that the ark of God is a significant feature among the people of God. And so Samuel is in the presence of, of the ark there in that room, and suddenly the Lord calls Samuel. And Samuel said, here I am, and he jumps up and he runs to Eli. He knows that if Eli needs him, uh, it, he, he can't do much for himself. And so he scampers off and he goes to him and he said, I'm here, you called me. Eli said, well, I actually didn't call you. And he sends him back and so he goes back and lays down. And the Lord calls to Samuel again. Now you have to understand the word of the Lord was rare, and Samuel is new in his ministry, and so when he hears somebody call his name, he pops up again. He runs into Eli. He says, here I am, for you called me. He's very young at this point. And Eli says, no, I didn't call you, my son. Go and lie down again. Now, when he calls him his son, it doesn't mean that he is his biological son. He's his son in the ministry, his son in training. And so Samuel, the Bible gives us a little aside. It's just that he does not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So the Lord calls to Samuel again a third time. And he gets up, and you can imagine at this point, uh, we don't know how much time has lapsed between these, but you got to imagine he's going in there going, is this some sort of joke? What is going on? Am I, is this a lesson that I didn't understand that I was taking? I don't know what's happening here. So he goes in and he said, here I am. You called me. 
Now, Eli, uh, we're told that his vision is very dim. And as we're going to see very soon, that wasn't the only thing that was fairly dim. And so his discernment is slow. The two of them, the implication is that it's probably only the two of them there. And so if somebody's calling and it's not Eli, you would think that Eli would be able to perceive and understand exactly what was going on. But Eli's ministry reflex seems to be a little bit off. But he figures out that this must be the Lord calling Samuel. So he gives Samuel instructions. And you can imagine Eli perhaps was quite excited to say, listen, I think that this may be the Lord speaking to you. So he gives him these careful instructions while you're laying down. If he calls to you, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. You know, I can imagine him saying, practice with me. You got it. So Samuel goes he, and he's back in his place. And we, we get an understanding because it says the Lord came and stood. We, we have this appearance. It's not just an audible thing, but the Lord came and stood. And he's calling as at other times. He says, Samuel, Samuel. This time Samuel says, speak for your servant hears. And so the Lord begins to explain to Samuel. He says, I'm going to do something which is going to make the ears of everyone who hears it. They're going to tingle. And on that day, I'm going to fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. Now for Samuel, we don't know whether he is aware of what has already been spoken against Eli. And so in this, this very first encounter with the Lord is not um, just a careful exchange of pleasantries or even an understanding of exactly what God is going to do in and through him. But it is a word concerning judgment. And so he tells Samuel, I'm going to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. You see, for us in the story, how sad that someone that Eli actually calls son, who's not his biological son, is seeking to serve the Lord and minister well, but Eli is not controlling his own house. And his sons were going about blaspheming God. They seem to have no interest in honoring God or obeying him or serving in the way that they were supposed to. And so God is explaining to Samuel that he, he, he is going to punish Eli's entire house. And there's an incredible statement that is made where God says, um, Eli's house cannot be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. What a devastating word. And Samuel's there, and you know, I can just imagine what the thoughts must have been racing through his mind because, other than, um, you know, Hannah, when he was very, very small, as soon as he was weaned, all he knew was to serve the Lord and to be around Eli. Chances are that he cared for him deeply. And so now he's laying there and, 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 and he's really trying to avoid any sort of contact with Eli. What do you say to your mentor and your teacher? And you go through all these things and you're trying to figure out what, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? What am I to do? And he's reasoning those things and he's afraid. He doesn't want to tell Eli the vision, but Eli calls him because he knows Samuel didn't get up anymore. And he says, um, I want you to understand. I, I, I know what's happening. I want you to tell me what he told you. Don't hide it from me. You tell me everything. And he places this unbelievable curse and says, may God do so to you and more if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. And so for this trusted adult 
How painful must it have been for Samuel to tell him everything? He didn't withhold a single thing. And Eli's response was, It's the Lord, and let him do what seems good. Chances are, Eli is very much aware and acquainted with his sin. We don't have any kind of indication that he is showing a desire to repent or to make things right. He just seems to very much accept it, doesn't entreat the Lord and ask for forgiveness. He just says, if that's what God wants to do, then so be it. And we are given at the very end of chapter 3 this understanding that Samuel is growing. And he's not just growing physically and mentally and emotionally, but he's growing spiritually. And his ministry is beginning to extend. God, as he speaks to him and all that he is doing, God doesn't let any of his words fall to the ground is what the Bible says. And everybody recognizes something's going on here. Samuel is definitely a prophet. The Lord is not only speaking with him, but whatever he says comes to be. He doesn't seem to be corrupt like the sons of Eli. And so the Lord continues to appear to him at Shiloh and he continues to stay there and he ministers. He's growing in this ministry. It's important for us to remember that just because someone is in a position of leadership does not mean that they have necessarily are walking in obedience. We must understand that between parents and children, it is essential that we not just tell them, hey, you're supposed to do this, but our, our desire needs to be that we want to not only tell them about the faith, but instruct them in the faith and live out that faith before them. And for parents, it's got to be this point where your parents have to concern themselves more with your holiness than your happiness. And sometimes hard things have to be done. Sometimes things need to be said that are uncomfortable. And here's young Samuel figuring it all out. Before our very eyes as we read in the story, this little boy brought to the temple and keeping the vow that his mother made is serving and he's growing in his faithfulness and the Lord is giving him favor and the Lord is using him as an instrument of grace and all of Israel knows and understands. God has given us a prophet and he is speaking to us his word and they are learning to trust Samuel's leadership. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle thejohnnicks. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.